Welcome everybody to episode two of the Double Move Sports Podcast. I'm Bradley and I'm here with my co-host Kamal. And we're going to jump right into things. Talk about discussing the NFC North, the AFC mm-hmm. North last week and the offseason moves and the draft. Uh, so we'll switch it to the NFC counterpart um, and, and, and go to the North. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and just jump right into it. And we can start with the Detroit Lions. Um, you know, they, they finished in the basement of the division. Again. Uh, again, um, <laughs> you know, Matt, Matt Patricia was there, you know, with, with a pencil and, and a laminated uh, play card. <laughs> he's he's going to be really good at that. Yeah. So uh, so how do you feel about their uh, their moves? If you want to break down maybe some of their uh, their additions and losses uh, from this offseason. Um, you know. Since Matt Patricia started his tenure. Every year is, I'm just perplexed as a previous as a previous year. <laughs> but um, he is really good at putting together a defense. I will say I do like their defensive moves, uh, uh-huh. even even though you know they're the Detroit Patriots at this point. Um, but <laughs> like, like adding Dan- Danny Shelton, I thought that was real good. With the um, he brings a lot of energy with the replacement of Snacks Harrison, mm-hmm. um, uh, Deron Harmon. He's always been an interesting role, but I think he will be able to provide some continuity to that defense. Uh, Jimmy Collins was a real good pickup. Absolutely. But the, my favorite defensive addition for them is definitely uh, Jeffrey Akuda. Um, I, I haven't seen a corner come in like that in a, in a few years now. Although I just like, well, a few years. I can go back to 2016. Last time I like a corner this much, Jalen Ramsey. But yeah, Jeffrey Akuda. Um, he just in college he shut down one side of the field. I mean, I mean, it's sometimes some receivers got best of them. I mean, you know, it, it's only so long you can shut down T. Higgins. But um, yeah, I do like that. Uh, it looks like they might be committed to running the ball a little bit more. Uh, they had added Big V. You know, me being an Eagles fan, I got a soft spot for Big V. Also, <laughs> also got a pain point for Big V too, and too much pass protection. You, but, you um, are you, are you gonna go ahead and say Big V's full name? You had me do. So if you oh, last week, <laughs> hold on. Hey, what's his first name? I know I say last name. Uh, Vi- was it Vitae, right? Yeah, because his last name is his first name is in his last name too a little bit. But um, yeah. no, nah, but go ahead. But Big V, <laughs> Halapuli Vati Vitae. That's the last name. There you um, go. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I like that. He's a really good run blocker. Uh, now I do have a question: What they're gonna do with that guard spot? Because they're the right guard. Well, both guard spots because they got two serviceable guys and um and uh, Joe Joe Dahl and uh wait, Joe Dahl was it uh, Joe Haig? Mm, yeah, Joe Dahl. Yeah, and him and um and who's who's the other guy on the other side? Uh, Ode Abushi. Which... Yeah, yeah, I, I know it was a toss up between him and somebody else, but yeah. Them two, uh, I, mean, I know they drafted uh, Jonah Jackson. Me personally, I did not like him a- as a prospect. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought I thought his set was too high, like when he came off the ball, and that's a quick way to end up on your back. Um, so I do have a question there, but I mean they, they got Taylor Decker on uh, on the blind side, who's who's well, and Frank uh, Ragnall, who played extremely well last year, especially being his his first year playing center in the league. But um, I do like that. It's just I'm just wondering what they're gonna do at uh 
at one of them guard spots because uh, Joe Dawes seemed that uh, he showed that he can be a serviceable starter. But uh, I'm just wondering. But I know like they really committed to running the ball with uh, that pickup DeAndre Swift. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, and last year, like you said, but with, I mean, carry on Johnson already there in the backfield. You got Bo Scarball who who, who landed there after uh-huh. you know a few transactions in the league bouncing around. Um, but but really had had some quality um performances throughout the season and in, in his little in, in his spots where he made appearances at. So I mean, like I said, they got they got a couple running backs there. Um, I mean Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones still on the outside with, 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 with Amadola. So we'll see. I think really the the question mark kind of remains um, you know, how long will Stafford be their quarterback? Because yeah, this is last year's um, contract. And 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 what do they plan on doing? Um, I'm a little surprised that they actually didn't go a younger, maybe prospect route at quarterback in the draft. Um, knowing that Stafford's maybe out, maybe to get an eye on somebody uh, going into next year. Uh, but like I said, they're, it looks like they're rolling with Stafford and seeing. I guess they're going to you know play, see how it plays out for next year. Yeah, I was I was surprised they didn't take at least one receiver in the draft. Um, or like, or maybe like in, in the higher round because I mean, yeah, Galladay, who is about to get paid. Um, mm-hmm. Marvin Jones is he's at the end of his contract, or about to come to his contract, and Amendola is thirty four. They did sign Geronimo Allison, right? Uh, but I am a, I, I do I do wonder what they're gonna do there. But I feel like to protect protect Stafford, and especially the early part of see, they're gonna have to is like they're committing to run the ball. Um, because if you sign if you sign Big V. You are committed to run the ball most of them uh throwing the ball. <laughs> Listen. Especially there. I mean you have him at right tackle, um, you know, uh, um there in, in Detroit though, have him playing right tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh but you know, like I said, with some of those edge rushers in that division, Khalil Mack being being the main one, um, like I said, you better be able to run block. Um, get him thinking about, you know, being able to just pin his ears back and go. So to get a run back and uh, a run blocking tackle like that. Um, and like I said, to grab, to draft another running back high, um, like I said, someone who obviously I think should be starting fairly soon. DeAndre Hill Swift has all the, the tools. Um, yeah. But like I said, and, and still have, like I said, you're carrying on Johnson to help, you know, to help the load and, and both Scarborough. Like I said, it's, it's we're going to see. Um like I said, their offense doesn't scream out, you know, jump off the page as one that's going to put up a ton of points. Uh, but we'll see, like I said, how this defense does. And, I mean, you already noted to it, like I said, grabbing a lot of people from New England. Um, uh-huh. But but honestly, not just not just random guys. Like, to get a Jamie Collins, um, to get a Danny Shelton. Um, and then also, like I said, to go opposite, you know, they're, they're going to come out here with basically a brand-new secondary. You already talked about Jeff Okuda. You already talked about um, Doron Harmon. And they also brought in Desmond Trufant. What's the thing about him? I'm serviceable vet. I mean, he's not anybody that's going to come out. I feel like and 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 shut down receivers. He's not Darius Slay. What you're saying? <laughs> yeah, he. I'm, <laughs> he's not. He's not Darius Slay. But to me, they got Jeff Okuda to replace Darius Slay. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Desmond Trufant is replacing whoever it was they had there last year, opposite of Darius Slay. Because yeah. we saw we saw what Darius Slay was able to do. And Darius Slay was able to take number one receivers 
and and lock him up. Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm a Cowboys fan. I like I said, Amari Cooper went in there. He got a couple couple small receptions. Wasn't able to do much. But where they felt last year was that the rest of their secondary was so weak it didn't matter. Amari Cooper did nothing against them last year, but he didn't have to. He was a decoy. Let let Slay shadow him and take him and do whatever he wants. And Randall Cobb went for hundred plus, and 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 so did Michael Gallup went for hundred uh-huh. plus. Yep. So it didn't matter. We we still had two receivers that that almost cracked. I think that I think cracked over two fifty, um, and they weren't named Amari Cooper because their secondary was was so bad. So like I said, if Akuda can be something of what Slay was. And but you get an upgrade at the opposite corner with Trufant, and you get a maybe upgrade at safety with with Harmon. We'll see how that how that works, especially since now, like I said, some of these guys are guys that 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 Patricia knows. Yeah, so you're, you're getting a safety to come in to kind of like 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 help play that back. Yeah, I, I think their corners is going to go. I think their corner play is going to take a slight. Um, let me not say that. I got compared to the person who was opposite the slate last year, right, but uh, right. but but Akuda, I think um, he gonna have some stumbling blocks in the beginning, like all rookies do. But they say corner is a harder transition to the league, and uh, so I, I I do anticipate that. You look at some of the corners like who weren't great in their first year, like Patrick Peterson wasn't good. Um, I mean, he was good as a returner, but not so much as a corner. And Joe Hayden struggled for the first couple of years, and so th- that's always the one to watch. What they I mean, you got some who, who come right off the page, like uh-huh. Peters, and then you got some who just take a while, depending on the system. Right. I beg to say, are you, like I said, I mean, you compare him, you compare him to Jalen Ramsey, who, I mean, is my favorite corner coming out of college in the past couple of years. It's kind of um, hard not to be. <laughs> easily. Um, uh, but, you know, obviously he came out out of the gate. You got someone like a Denzel Ward who came out out of the gate. So if, 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 if Detroit can get that kind of play from Akuda, obviously that's going to be a very positive positive site. Yeah, and I'm um and you know they they hired uh Corey Unley be their coordinator. I mean, he's not going to do the play calling, but um that was an interesting hire. But uh for him being a DB coach in, in Philly and us struggling with our corners. But um I I will say he is more his claim to fame was coaching man man mm-hmm. coverages when he, when he was in uh Denver. So he'll come in to Detroit and seeing how they're going to run is going to be pretty interesting. And I will say, like, as far as the way the offense is set up, it is an offense, offense style that be more suitable for Daryl Bevel as their coordinator. Because when he was in Seattle, it was very run-heavy. And they, and they had, I mean, of course, you had beast mode, but you had, you had some other backs, too. Very run-heavy play-action setup. And, I mean, they have the receivers that kind of that, – that can do well off that play-action look. Yeah. I think I think one thing they can add to that offense, someone who uh, is familiar with the city, was um, the Saints just cut uh, Larry Warford. I think it'd be a, a good addition to them. It's one that makes the most sense. And uh, so that that's my last thing. So um, tell me what you feel about uh, is this Matt Patricia last year? Uh, you know what? I think I think depending on how things go, and and I don't see them going. Too hot for them. I I think it very well could be if they end up with another top four pick like they had this year. Um, I and think top, he is out, especially yeah. especially if you talk about uh, Stafford last year of his contract. Um, if if then you know to bring in a new regime completely to say 
you know, with, with Justin Fields coming out, obviously Trevor Lawrence, um, you know, do you bring somebody new in, especially if you're going to bring a quarterback, do you bring an offensive-minded coach to, to kind of lead that new uh, regime in? So if, um, if they're drafting in the – if they're drafting in the in the first five picks of this this year's draft, I do not see Matt Patricia um, being there uh, when they're making that draft selection. Yeah, they they've been in the top. Well, they was in the top ten uh, last year too when they uh, when they drafted uh, Hogenson, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I said, but if they're somewhere close to like nine or ten, I could maybe see him holding going to a spot. Depending because I think that that would depend on how maybe how the defense looks. Uh, um, so if he's doing so, if, if if that is starting to turn around, um, and and they're in a lot of competitive games, but they but they lose, and then they're going to bring in uh, like I said that young quarterback anyway. I think they may keep him there to keep that defense good and and and, and kind of not good, but you know you know the same and consistent. Um, as opposed to changing everything, especially with a young quarterback. So if they can be, if they can, if they can be competitive, and and be somewhere around that nine ten spot, I think he may have a chance to keep his job. But if they're, but if they're drafting, if if they if they have one of the, the worst three to four records in the league again, then then it, 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 he's done. Well, I, I'm gonna say this. Uh, I think whatever coach gets his defense next year is gonna have a really good defense. I don't see him being there. But um. <laughs> Speaking of good defenses, let's move on to uh, Chicago. Tell me what you know right. about them. Right, let's do that. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Chicago. Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. Um, Listen, man. Uh, I, I think like anything else, we know teams nowadays, you – you go as far as your quarterback can help take you. Um, and Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubortles. Mitchell Trubortles, as you <laughs> like to call him. True Bortles. Um, oh, wow. I never realized that play on words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but but Mitchell Trubisky, um, the, the Bears obviously um, – declined his fifth-year option of his rookie contract. So uh, this will be the last year on his rookie deal. Um, and they brought in some comp- – they brought in somebody to, to give him competition for that position, to make him have to to earn his job and keep his play. Philadelphia. If he were to, if, if he were to, 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 to win the position out during the offseason, um, with, with your boy, Nick Foles. Um, I want to start there real quick before I get into anything else. Any any of the rest of the moves that they made, um, and and all of that. Uh, I thought that that was a very poor poor decision on the Bears to jump out and trade for Nick Foles um, so early in the offseason. But to me, I didn't think that there was going to be a lot of landing spots for Nick Foles, especially due to his contract. Um, So to give up a fourth round draft pick uh, for Nick Foles uh, to me and and to kind of and to kind of take on the money that they'll have to take on 
for the contract um, seemed like a rush of judgment before anything else kind of transpired. But before before you saw if you know the the Panthers were in fact going to cut a Cam Newton, which that writing was on the wall. Before all the other kind of pieces of the puzzle fell, maybe now if you know there's you know you know Brady moves and Jameis Winston goes to goes to New Orleans, like all this stuff happens. Now teams don't need a backup or anything. Can you get Nick Foles for cheaper? Uh, if you're if you're going to go that route and pay that money, did you have to get a fourth round draft pick for him? Like they jumped to me, they just jumped the gun on on that draft. I I don't really see Russ Nick Foles was going. So there was, to, there was some smoke about Tampa. Listen, there was smoke about Tampa because also people didn't think that that. You know, a lot of people wasn't a lot, a lot of people couldn't believe Brady was going anywhere until he went went somewhere. But uh-huh. but I just don't know that because of that contract as well that that's where that that it was it was needed at that point um, to 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 kind of jump the gun and bring him in. And I think Cam is a better quarterback, uh, obviously when healthy. And I just think that that's something that they could they could have kicked the tires on. And that they're probably going to regret uh, not not having done. Uh, but with that said, they bring they bring Nick Foles in in, in there to compete for the starting position. Um, so, like I said, it, it's their, their defense is their defense is that we know they have a good defense, and you know they they, they add to Sean Gibson, Marquevius. Uh, um, uh, I really like that one. Yeah, so they add Gibson, they add um, Marquevious Mingo, they add Robert Quinn, who, I mean, is, I don't know how he ends up on so, he's been on so many teams that he has been, to be honest. Um, You know, yeah. Rams, Cowboys, now the Bears, like all within the past, you know, few seasons. Um, and the uh, Dolphins. Uh, I'm going to say, and, and the <laughs> Dolphins, sorry, because the Dolphins were in between uh, mm-hmm. the Rams and the Cowboys. Um, so, you know, in four years of being on four teams and he's a quality pass rusher is kind of is kind of mind blowing when pass rushers are such a, a commodity. You know what I mean? Like the, the money that they can demand and all of that. So for him to bounce around the way he does and keep performing everywhere he goes, it's crazy. And to be able to add him with a Khalil Mack um, is is is, is, is going to be a nightmare for teams in the NFC North. Yeah, he he's the Brandon Cooks of the uh, defense. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I guess that, and <laughs> I mean, you know, they let go of they let go of Leonard Floyd, and you, but I, I, to me, you're upgrading with, with Robert Quinn. Uh, uh, they they did lose Ha Ha Clinton Dix, um, but like I said, it, I mean, their, their their defense still is is strong, and 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 they're able to kind of like, like I said, bring in Deshaun Gibson. Uh, to kind of fill fill one of those safety voids definitely helps. Uh, tight end on offense ha- ha- has been one of their weak weak points. Um, we know obviously they they spent money a few years ago. Speaking of Nick Foles, they spent money on Trey Burton uh, after that Super Bowl, <laughs> thinking that he was going to be you know the next guy, um, the next the next you know the next. Uh, the next Zach Ertz, so to speak, and he, he did not pay out. He was not worth. He, he he ended up not being worth that money. They cut him uh, right before the draft. Uh, they they sign Jimmy Graham, who 
to me, um, at this point of his career, is just another body. Um, but, you know, with their first pick of the draft, uh, which, ha- which came in the second round, uh, since they did not have their first round draft pick from the Kilo Mac trade, uh, was Cole, Cole Commit from, from Notre Dame. So what do you think about that? Um, I like that one. Cole Commit, yeah. Now, I feel like other than that, we disagree on everything else. <laughs> um, well, except for uh, Deshaun Gibson. Uh, the Robert Quinn one was a really – it was a head-scratcher to me um, because go from a – I mean, granted, if you can play, you can play. But to go from a, for a scheme fit standpoint, I'm going to go from a 4-3 a to a 3-4. I mean, he did play in a 3-4 in, in Los Angeles, and then after one season they traded him. So it was, it was that one. And then uh, Jimmy Gray, I think, honest, well, I don't know. Because looking at, his, looking at his offensive line, I think one thing that has plagued Jimmy Graham since he left the Saints was that every line he's been on has been so bad that he has to stay in and, and block or help chip. And so you couldn't get everything out of him. So I wasn't going to say I, I can call for um, J- Jimmy Graham's uh, resurgence. However, I don't know because Kyle Long retired and they did nothing in a draft to replace him or in free agency for that matter. And granted, he was hurt, but I mean, you you lost a lineman and a good one at that. Uh, I mean, you got Cody White here, who I really like coming out of college and who has been good, and James Daniel. Um, I, I like him and his potential, but the rest of it is, is kind of, I mean, like you got a journeyman at, at right tackle and Charles Leno, who's he, he's okay to me. Um, so there is that, but I mean, you know, you never know. Things can change in one year. The one thing I, I did like about their offseason, before I get to Nick Foles, <laughs> is that. I think Matt Nagy was in uh, the owner's office and just begging. It was like, look, please, I can't do this anymore with Mitchell Trubisky. Like, we can't go anywhere. He, I'm pretty sure he had a full-on presentation. And um, <laughs> like, you know, he probably had math problems on the board and everything. Like, look, <laughs> Listen, we'd man. have been deep in the playoffs if it wasn't for him. Because, I mean, and it's hard to argue that, like, last um, – not this past postseason, one previous that they lost to the Eagles. You can't tell me if they had – a halfway uh, decent quarterback, a halfway decent quarterback. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. shoot. If they if they had Matt Moore, they probably would have won. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's. I mean, their defense is that good. Their their run game is. I mean, well, I don't know what's going to be now because my question is: Does David Montgomery really become that that feature back? Because mm-hmm. uh, you, you got Tariq, and uh, I mean, you know, we all of us feel the same about Tariq. He's extremely dynamic and can break a game in a heartbeat, but he's not the every down back. Um, so, I, but the one thing I, I do like is that they address the quarterback situation. Uh, like you said, they probably could have waited and not jumped the gun. But um, with Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor both having familiarity with um, with Nick Foles, uh, no, not not Bill Lazor. I'm sorry, uh, John DeFilippo, who's a quarterback mm-hmm. coach. I think that continuity and know what they're getting with him can help their offense because Nick Foles does know the offense. So. I do like that, and as far as if you can like just compare it, just like hit success that Nick Foles has had, he's always had success with with a with a big tight end. Um, well, all tight ends are big. Let me not say that, but a, a tight end. I know who what can, you mean. Stretch the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a tight end who stretch the field. Uh, a, 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 a a big presence on on the outside with uh, like Allen Robinson. He's uh, he's a lot better, but he's comparable to Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey was in his prime. Then you got receiver who can stretch the field like 
like Torrey Smith could when he was in Philly with Cordell Patterson, even though they lose, use him in a lot of different ways. They also have Ted Ginn. But and then you got a good, a very good and a very underrated slot receiver in, uh, in Anthony Miller. I think, and I think that's part of the reason why they, they cut uh, Taylor Gabriel. So that's my opinion. And, you know, with Nick Foles, you know what you're getting. You know uh, the RPO stuff you can get. They really lean on a run game. Like, they know exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, he likes to throw the ball down the field. It, they, got a rec- they got a few receivers who can go down the field. And he likes to throw the tight end. And they got, they got two tight ends who can, who can definitely catch the ball. I'll put it that way. Yeah, they have two tight ends that definitely catch the ball. Now, you mentioned something earlier that I feel like if they have to rely on that, you can probably throw their season away, and that's Jimmy Graham being the inline blocker. <laughs> um, I definitely so, agree with that. Now, what I think they did was, you know, by drafting Cole Commit with a lot of tight ends on the board, um, they paired that 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 matchup perfectly because Cole Commit may be um, the the best blocking tight end that came out of the draft. Uh, so to uh-huh. so to be able to add him there, especially if you're going to run the ball a lot um, or know that, you know, if you want to have Jimmy Graham on the field, you're probably going to want to have Jimmy Graham off the line of scrimmage, um, spread him at, spread him out, try to get a, a, a mismatch in some type of way. Um, uh. But at least you can keep Cole commit. And even in the two tight end set, you know, with, with them kind of on this, even on, even on the same, even do a stack, like, you know, same side of the line. Um, like, like you're just helping that out because Jimmy Graham's not blocking anybody, any, any, any defenses uh, DN or anything like that. So to get Cole Commit, who is one of the better, if not best blocking tight end from this draft, um, but can also give you that, you know, that, uh, that middle of the field um, uh, threat and, 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 and safety blanket for a quarterback uh, was definitely a, a very much a need um, a draft choice here. Uh, so like I said, like I said, as far as for what they needed in this offense, it definitely fits. And with a, uh, with the Nick Foles uh, potentially taking over as the starting quarterback, you know, will we now see more out of a Riley Ridley? You know, I mean, to go uh, along with a, yeah. a, a Allen Robinson, and if you can get a, if you can get a healthy Anthony Miller, and as you spoke as far as Cordell Patterson, so it's going to be very interesting to see what Matt Nagy does with these two tight ends and those and and oh, and not to mention they also brought in Ted Ginn. So you talk about you know mm-hmm. spread you know that speed um, um, to stretch to help stretch the defense. You have Ted Ginn. And you have uh, Cordell Patterson, so if you you can just ha- almost alternate them two and just have them run nine routes all day until you can, until the defense is blue in the face. So, like yeah, it, it's, a lot, it's a lot of it's, different things you can do do with that receiving core. It's a, a lot, lot of different, it's lot, yes, different it's, different skill sets. Yeah, like I said, so you can have a lot of different packages and all of that. So we will see now. Um, like I said, with Matt Nagy, uh, DeFilippo, as you mentioned, what they're going to do with that offense, a treat coming out of the backfield. Dave Michael, so like you can do so much with some of the specialty skills of of their skilled players. Um, now, can they actually put it all together? Uh, yeah, so and, that's that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, and, and I will say, um, Nick Foles' biggest strength is is his decision. Not just to make it, but his ability to get, the, get rid of the ball very fast. Um, Cause that, and, then, and we know just from the Super Bowl run and just in general, that's the way he processes best. If you got long developing plays. That's not something for him. It's getting rid of the ball fast. And, you know, when you got a, a line that's looking the way it is right now, you're going to have to get rid of the ball fast. And I, I do want to highlight that they did lose Prince of Mucamara, and which is um that that, that that's that's a pretty significant loss for the, I will, that secondary. I will say this. 
I don't think it's that big of a loss because I like Jalen Johnson. I was definitely going to say that. So I, I think like, they got, they got a, yes. a very, a very, very good pick, a very good value pick. Yeah. So, like I said, they had he was, he was supposed to go like uh like like in the twenties. Yeah. I mean, the first round, and they and they had two second round draft picks. So, like I said, to get him with their second second round draft pick, I feel is good. Um, they they signed Artie Burns in the offseason. and hopefully, I, I, I to me honestly, I just think he's going to be there to be depth in that in that locker room. Um, if you ask any Pittsburgh Steelers fans, um. They do not value him as a starting cornerback in the league. Uh, every Steelers fan I know is glad that Artie Burns is gone. Um, and I, I foresee Jalen uh, Johnson um, playing opposite of Kyle Fuller there as a starter. And then it'll be down to and, – and I think Buster Screen will, will, will be that nickel corner uh, with Artie Burns kind of mm-hmm. be, being that next guy up after that. Uh, but like I said, yeah, if, if Artie Burns was, is your fourth corner, I don't, I don't think you're in a bad position. Just, and I, I, now I will say something about the Steelers. Um, they can't develop corners. Like, I'll say they can't, but they haven't over mm-hmm. over the years. Um, they have the best not, corner now is Joe Hayden. Yeah, the best corner they got now is Joe Hayden, who they got from somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so they haven't. So maybe Artie Burns got something. Uh, now I will I will add this that out of all the people they signed this offseason, or maybe I'm missing somebody, but you got Nick Foles, Robert Quinn, Artie Burns, Jimmy Graham. Uh, Jermaine Afidi, Ted Ginn, Tashawn Gibson, all of them have playoff experience, mm-hmm. which um, is, I mean, is a very underrated value, especially when you, when you get into there. I mean, you can definitely compete in this division, especially with them adding a playoff game. And, uh, I mean, who knows what the rest of the division is going to look like. But, I mean, that, that's definitely added value when it comes to, like, getting that late season grind. And um, are you, are you getting week 14, week 15? And people who've been there before and rallying some of these young guys and who have never been there before, even though the majority of this defense has been in the playoffs. No. Um, I, just, I just wanted to highlight that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of uh, teams with playoff experience, uh, we'll, we'll continue on to the, to, to, to the next two teams. But uh, and we'll start with Minnesota before we get into Green Bay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um the Minnesota Vikings. Skull. Um, yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll take this one and lead off with this one. Yeah, do that. Um, so we will be bre- very brief um, on their offseason additions as far as free agency signings. Um, and I'll take it and, and I'll start and I'll finish it right there. Um, <laughs> 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 they, they, um, they didn't do much because they couldn't do much. Um, they were a team really strapped uh, for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as, as was evident, as basically had to, they had to let a lot of uh, their, their defense go. Um, losing, losing, you know, uh, Everson Griffin won. Uh, losing Andrew Sandejo. Losing uh, Trey Waynes. Losing Mackenzie Alexander, losing Xavier Rhodes, um, like they, yeah, Linville Joseph. Um, so they lost so many people um, on on this team. That was just on defense. I, I mean, you're Laquan Treadwells. We, we we know about them trading uh, them trading uh, Stephon Diggs off the team after <laughs> they decided to give Kirk Cousins a, a two year extension, uh, which which I thought. Uh, to me, was the uh, the funniest moment of of the off season. The second that 
that that extension was announced. He tweeted <laughs> right after that. He, like, he get me tweeted out of here. right after that. He said, "Time." <laughs> I think he said something along the lines of like "time for new beginnings" or something like that. Yeah, I don't I, remember I, what he said exactly, but it was something along those lines, basically yeah. saying, "I will not be playing three more seasons with that guy as my quarterback." Uh, and 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 the team just did just did just that, and they traded him um, out of the division, getting back more than what Houston got for DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. So, yeah. so, so they lost a lot um, to me. And, you know, this is a team that, you know, has, has been in the postseason the past couple seasons, um, has had two very dramatic wins in the first round, both over the New Orleans Saints. Um, but if you ask me, um, it's not a team that will be back in the playoffs this coming year. Yo, my, my biggest question was this, was that um, as far as their draft, they acquire a lot of good talent. But they, they can did. Well, they win right now? And, 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 and that's what we're going to have to see. Now, speaking of draft, we, we talked about, obviously, I, I didn't mention really anybody of, of, of who um, they, they brought in as far as a free agency signing. Um, and they basically had to, had to be very cheap this offseason. So cheap to the fact where they actually drafted 15 players in this last draft. Now, majority of those players being in the later rounds, um, round six and round seven, I think in round six and round seven alone, they had six draft picks. Um, they ended up keeping all those draft picks. Uh, and what I really think that was was just to kind of prioritize some of their undrafted free agent go afters mm-hmm. because they because they had the picks. So the people that they might have been focusing on, you know, giving that call as soon as the draft ended to say, hey, we want you here in Minnesota. They just wanted they, they went on a draft because they had all the picks and they had to fill though they had to fill um uh the roster depth. But you know if we talk about some of their actual draft picks getting a just uh, a Justin Jefferson to to try to replace a Stefan Diggs. Uh, they got Jeff Gladney, a cornerback out of TCU, to replace one of the the, the three cornerbacks that they lost. Uh-huh. Um, so, like I said, they brought a couple. In, in, they brought a couple people in. Like I said, they do have good picks, as you mentioned earlier. Um, and also, to me, they might have had um, one of the. St- they definitely had one of the steals of the draft, if not steal these these steal of the draft. Steal and James Lynch picking the fourth round, number one thirty from Baylor. Yo, you, you you don't understand how hard I was hoping that the Cowboys did not pick him. <laughs> Listen, uh, he was in there. I'm like, I, oh my god, don't, don't pick him. Don't pick I him. I know. Do not I know. Ex- <laughs> I know exactly how hard um, you were hoping that because I was hoping the exact opposite. So much, I think I kept texting you every time a new round came up. Like in the second round, I'm like, James Lynch is yeah, there. James Lynch there. In, in the third round, I'm like, here's our chance. Get James Lynch. Fourth round's coming up. I'm like, hey, if Lynch is still there, like we gotta get him now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm very big on James Lynch. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, what I, he I was like... able to do. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That I, that was extreme value at in the fourth round. Um, extreme. And you know, and Baylor. I mean, they, they, to my opinion, they didn't use him right. Uh, but that. I mean, it's honestly, it's Big 12 defense. So what you expect? 
It's big but, 12 um, defense. So they look so, like they, they look to have a lot of obviously DBs because you know offenses are going to come out mm-hmm. spreading it out, throwing it. Now I heard one of the now, if you just look at just his stat line. I mean, he had 13 and a half sacks this past season. Oh, oh I know that means. that that alone is 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 a big number. Now, if I told you that Baylor actually had the most three man rushes in the in the country, and he still was able to put up thirteen and a half sacks, that to me makes that number even a lot more. Like they they hardly ever sent a fourth body after the quarterback. Yeah, it was. I mean, I used to watch the defense. It was so weird because it's like they they ran a wide nine with a three front. Yeah. Um. I like, was, was the most <laughs> peculiar thing I've seen in my life, and I was I used to watch. I'm like if. Like he he's gonna be good as a as a four three D tackle in the league. Um but yeah, I feel like they got great value all their picks. Justin Jefferson, why I did not want him to play for the Eagles. I thought he was a very good pick. Um my question is how they 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 signed they signed Tajay Sharp too. So they got mm-hmm. him, Tajay Sharp and Adam Thielen, all of them who are who kind of thrive in the slot position. Mm-hmm. Um so how do they what's Gary Kubiak gonna do with that? Oh, and then they got another addition with Gary Kubiak this offseason. Um, but Jeff Valley, he he had like one aside from, from Akuda, he had like one of the smoothest transitions, like getting in and out of breaks, like as the corners in the draft. Um, Ezra Cleveland, uh, high upside guy, a lot of people are on him. Uh, Cameron Danzler from uh, Mississippi State, yeah, I think corner, I a great pick. Yeah, um, and we touched on uh, James, James Lynch. Lynch. I, and, and I, I really like Troy Dye. Um, you know, Eagles, we looking for linebackers, I really like Troy Dye. I thought he could like add some weight, but. Playing in Oregon, and, and you know, the Oregon not going to stop him too much uh, from running the ball, so he had to be all over the field. So I thought that was pretty good, and also picking up uh, Michael Pierce from the Ravens to place Linville Joseph. I thought that was a a very good route, I mean, a very good move. Mm-hmm. It was um, it was honestly, it was so under the radar that I didn't know he was there. I I had to <laughs> I had like like where did Michael Pierce go? I know he's a free agent. So I like research it. So um, but back to the question: Can they win right now? With all this young talent and all the people just like all these role players out, and then pretty much um, you and you give Kirk Cousins an extension, and your star receiver says, "No, <laughs> not not I can't do the show for, for two more episodes. I can get me out of here." And so, um, like I, I told you, the, the part for me where I felt like he he lost his receiving core was when he was on the sideline telling he was trying to show uh, Adam Thielen how to run a route. I was like, all right, yeah, you, you lost it now. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I, I, I just – I mean, they have, you know, I, they have Thielen. You talked about Justin Jefferson. And they also have two very good tight ends who they don't fully utilize. Um, yeah, no, they um, don't. As far, I mean, Kyle Rudolph gets his, but you have Irv Smith Jr. Um, on that roster who they, who they have not um, maximized his, his potential, his talents. So, so without a, um, without a Stefan Diggs there currently and, and, and a Justin Jefferson getting up to speed with Irv Smith now being in the system, uh, you know, is that something that they look to do? Also, um, we saw them run the ball a lot, a lot more last year with a healthy Dal- Dalvin Cook. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so while they extended Kirk Cousins' contract, you can really see that that being their formula of success, especially after seeing what, uh, you know, San Fran was able to do, especially in the playoffs. And we saw some of their best games obviously be the games where Kirk Cousins did not have to throw the ball at all. Um, 
So will they continue to pound the rock? And I think they're going to have to because their defense is as good as, as it has been over the past two years. So their defense is not going to be as good with, with everybody. You can't lose that many people on defense and just think you're going to replace it and have the continuity, and, and, and especially when you're uh-huh. doing it, especially when you're going, for the most part, young um, uh-huh. to replace everybody. So, yes, I like some of the people they got. I like the James Lynch. I like, you know, I mean, their, their linebacker backer core is, is, is set. But besides that, like to, to have what maybe, you know, to have basically your, your, your start your corners – be completely new f- from f- from last year to have you know th- three two to three new new people on the 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 defensive front four like it's, it's going it's going to take time and I don't know that like I said with some of the additions elsewhere within the NFC that they're going to be able to win enough games this year to get back into the playoffs. Yeah, and you know there's rumors I'm flirting with a, um, a three four look. They did hire Dom Capers onto their staff, mm-hmm. so. It'd be interesting. I know they, they looked at a little bit last year, but of course you got players who who's used to they've been in the league like Everson Griffin for a while. Um, my and you know to touch on Irv Smith uh, again, another team like they're lying and they their line has been abysmal for years. So it might be why more 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 in line blocking because they didn't. I mean, other than Ezra Cleveland, uh, they didn't really do anything, and so. I mean, Irv Smith might be, <laughs> might be suffering from the Jimmy Graham syndrome. Um, got got to help block. So, I mean, they, when they were running the ball, you did you do get a lot more thirteen personnel, and so I mean yeah. that that could be it. But I'm just wondering, like, what they got, they're going to do with that with that line, um, and especially uh, and then in pass protection because you got you got Khalil Mack, you got um, now you got Jamie Collins, Trey Flowers, uh, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith. So Robert Quinn. Oh yeah, now Robert Quinn. <laughs> so um, does Kirk Cousins spend a whole season on his back? Don't know. Yeah, like I said. So, um, like I said, they've they've had a couple of positive, you know, um, seasons. I just I I think they maxed out, and instead of uh, moving on from Kirk Cousins after this year, and and maybe looking to reset. Uh, maybe look to spend money elsewhere. Maybe go young at quarterback. Um, I think signing to that extension uh, is. I don't think it's going to turn out. I don't think it's going to turn out in their favor. But we'll see how how the rest of the team uh, continues to to grow um, if it does. It, it did um. Now I don't really pay attention to the contract details, but did it did it lower the cap? Do they have like an option, like an out or something like that? Can they cut them after a few years? Um. I'm not 100 percent sure on 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 being able to cut them in a in a few years. I know because they extended him, it would have lowered the cap for this year because they're mm-hmm. able to spread out, you know, um, a cert, certain yeah, money a over seasons. over a couple of seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. But I believe next year, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it just moves some of that some of that dead money now to to next season and so forth. So. I don't really foresee them, like I said, at the end of this season, being able to get out, out of them. Maybe that last year of his contract, they may be able to to kind of mess around with some of that and whatever debt money they have left split over two seasons. But you, you got to figure he's going to be their quarterback for at least two more two more years now with three years left on his contract. Uh, I know the rest of the division is happy. Yeah. I mean, the, the, yeah, this year 
his 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 base salary dropped down to uh, nine point five. It goes up to to twenty one next year, and then thirty five million in twenty twenty two. There's no way that he's on. And and and, and not only not, <laughs> not only that, he also has a ten million dollar signing bonus that's spread. Obviously, like we talked about being spread out. So his cap mm-hmm. in twenty twenty two would be forty five million dollars. But if they cut him, um, uh, I believe either they can release him at any time. It, it, it can be pre or post that June one release date thing. So if they cut him mm-hmm. in the, in the twenty twenty two. That that last thirty five million is not guaranteed at all. So they would they would save that thirty five million. The only thing that they would have to pay would be that ten million dollar cap hit, which is what I can I can obviously see happening. So it's looking like a, a two year, really a, a two year deal now, not a three. If they keep him, yeah. they'll be extending him again and, and just and just making it worse. Hmm. Is that Aaron Rodgers' money? I mean, I mean, I mean, 30, 35 mil is what Russell Russell Wilson is making on average with his last contract. So that's hmm. that that's top of the top for that last year of the deal that he signed, and that's not like I said, and then to have. A ten million dollar signing bonus on top of that, and to bring his cap hit to forty five million, and people are talking about <laughs> Pat Mahomes maybe getting forty, and set, you know what I mean, and, and, and setting the like to him for Kirk Cousins to be at forty five million is crazy in a couple of years. Yeah, and so I think <laughs> that that is crazy, and especially what's going on with um and and Green Bay uh, with their quarterback situation, and so anytime Kirk Cousins get poor, get paid more than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I think I think we got to talk about the Packers now. Yep, let's, let's do it. <laughs> All right. Ah oh, man, the Packers. A lot has been said about their off season. Yeah, I've never seen an off season. You know, I'm not gonna say that, but um, <laughs> I'm, I've never seen an off season without trades. That's been so. Confusing. It's kind of I don't even I can't even give you accurate opinion. <laughs> I'm not accurate. I can't. I, I don't know how to contextualize what I'm saying or what I want to say because you. Granted, we like we, we knew what it was coming. They were going to draft a quarterback. We knew it was an opportunity. Uh, Rogers even said it. He said I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. But the way they went about it, um, and uh, of course I, I'll compare it. To, to the Eagles, you know, before they drafted Jalen Hurts, they called him and was like, hey, look, this might be an opportunity. We might draft a quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers got blindsided, and then they did nothing to help him right now this offseason. Like, zero. Uh, they they traded up from uh, whatever spot they were in. They traded up in the first round. So they, they surrendered a, a fourth-round fourth pick. And so they didn't get any receivers. And the pick – that. That fourth round pick was a 136th pick. The two receivers that went after that was Antonio Gandy Golden out of Liberty, who went to the Redskins, who I really like coming out, and Tyler Johnson from Minnesota, who who is a, a really good receiver. So that one um confused me. Uh the AJ Dillon. I know uh Matt LaFleur likes to run the ball. That's what he did when he was because he, he come from the, the Shanahan coaching tree. That's mm-hmm. what he did when he was in Atlanta. They ran the ball when he was in LA. They ran the ball. He was in Tennessee. He ran 
he he set the he set the the blueprint for Arthur Smith taking over. Um, <laughs> we're running ball with Derrick Henry, but uh, AJ Dillon, um, that one that one confused me, especially in the second round, and I because they got Aaron Jones who he, did he just get a contract? I mean, had a great a great year. Yeah, and then they I mean, also they also have a. Like, and their backup is not bad, like in Jamal Williams. So that's what made me so confused. I was confused about this. They did zero to help him. I, one of my, uh, I know a retired police officer. He's a Packers fan. He, he's, he's actually from uh, Milwaukee. And he texted me after the draft. And he, there's a lot of obscenity, so I'm not going to say what was, what was in the text. But he said, man, what are we doing? I said, man, like, I, I don't know. They're giving, they giving Aaron Rodgers the Brett Favre treatment at this point. Because it, it reminded me of when uh, after he was telling them go out for something to go out and get Randy Moss, and then they didn't do it, and Randy Moss didn't get traded for a fourth round, and then <laughs> Brett Favre asked for a trade. Yeah, man. Uh, like I said, um, Aaron, Aaron Jones is actually on the last year of his contract. Oh, so it's Toss a new contract. Um, That's right. So it's probably Toss a new contract, running back money. You know, what is he going to want? It, it, will it be a Melvin Gordon situation? And already mm-hmm. looking to maybe have somebody to to replace him, and you know, a, a, a running back that's on his rookie year that now they'll have for three years, even after this year, maybe if they have to move on from an Aaron Jones, or at least have leverage in that in that negotiating if he wants to stay in Green Bay. So I think maybe that could be a reason with this being, you know, the fourth year of his of his rookie contract um, going into it. People people will say they did not do a lot. To, to help Aaron Rodgers. I get it. Especially with this draft being so deep at receiver. But I think a very underrated move was the signing of Devin Funches. Mm, I think you're biased. But, I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, he, he, he didn't play last year. He played, he, he broke his collarbone in, in the first week of the season. Mm-hmm. And it's completely out. So I think also there's a little bit of a, you know, because he hasn't done anything lately, kind of forgotten about. Like we can't forget that you know he had, you know the, the you know the season he had with Green um um a, a with Cam. Mm-hmm. You know he I, I think he had over he had over a thousand yards. I'm not mistaken that second to last year with Cam, and then you know it went down a little bit. But I feel. If you're going to put him opposite of of um, goodness gracious, one of the best route runners, Devontae, the, Adams. Devontae Adams. If you're going to put him, you know, opposite of him with a with a Aaron Rodgers, I think Devin Funches is is somebody who 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 can be who is a quality pickup. I mean, you have like I said, you have Marquez uh, Valdez Scantlin that they seem to like a lot. Clearly, they since they since, since they didn't draft anybody else. Um, and and they brought in that uh, they drafted Equiminius St. Brown last year and was that two that years was, ago? Two years ago, um, yeah. Like I said, so you have you have them, and then like I said, you bring in you bring in Devin Funches. I think that that's that helps out that you know receiving core, um, especially like I said with with Devontae out there, and then. The best friend for a, a quarterback is a run game, and they found that last year with Aaron Jones. 
And mm-hmm. with with it being Aaron Jones last year for his contract, you could maybe see them maybe running the ball more. And you and you talked about that with who they brought in, you know, as far as according to how much they like to run the ball, like run Aaron Jones into the ground. So this is last year for his contract. You know, like like get get what you can out of him. So and and allow Aaron Rodgers to maybe you know if if you can have Aaron Rodgers on a play action situation, and Devontae Adams with his route running and you know Devin Funches as a big body receiver, like all that stuff to me plays very well together. So I agree that AJ Dillon pick was a head scratcher because of the Aaron. Like when I thought about Aaron Jones and what he did last year, but looking at his contract, maybe that that was a state for a situation to go ahead and address it um, looking, looking into the future. Um, but also if they're going to run a ball more and, and, and kind of maybe make defenses think about putting an extra person in the box and allowing Aaron Rodgers to kind of pick that apart. And maybe that helps them out even more. I mean, this is a team that did go 13 and three last year with the weapons it had. So. Yeah. To me, with Aaron Rodgers being the age he is, and you and, and I, I get what you're saying about Funches, he, he did play well in Carolina. Mm-hmm. But um, to and then Valdez Scantling, who they do like a lot, however, he, he did um have some drops, and there were some times where he, I mean, he stretches the field. Yeah. There's times that where he just went away. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it is. I think you would just go out and get somebody more established. But to, for and to me, this draft looked like a succession plan. Yeah, um, like, like you got the next quarterback, you got the next running back. You got mm-hmm. uh, they drafted uh, John Runyon, and you know uh, David. Uh, how you say that name? Bakatari. Yes. There we go. Uh, he his his contract expires at the. Um, I think he got like two more years up on his deal, and you know mm-hmm. left tackles at a premium. Um, and so I. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't know. Um, like I said, it feels now, like this is such a deal. The the the, the Titan that they drafted out of Cincinnati, um, in the third round. Not sure. Like I said, if I don't really he love, was a, he's a move tight end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, so not sure. I love that pick. I, I think they needed to address the tight end. I mean, you lose. I mean, they were old at tight end last year. They had Jimmy Graham. They had Mercedes Lewis. You know, two vets that. Obviously, Jimmy Graham, they let go. We, we, we know he moved on, and they need to replace somebody. They got had to get, um, you know, a target for for Aaron Rodgers. I don't think that they that they use that that pick as best. Like like maybe they could have used that pick in the second round to maybe draft maybe even a better tight end, you know, for that need and wait on running back into the third. As we saw how running backs kind of were going, um, so it's just like I said, a lot of things were head scratchers. Uh, it, it seems like it really was a plan for the future um, draft uh, kind of strategy coming out of Green Bay. And you, you really wonder how many years Aaron Rodgers will be in Green Bay going forward. Yeah, because he, he did say um, – he made the same reason. He said he would love to finish his career there, but he doesn't know if that's a – somebody some degree that he doesn't know it's a possibility anymore. Yeah, he basically said, um, you know, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's, it's not fully up to him. Um, mm. and, and he may not get that opportunity to finish his career there, uh, but he will love, he, he will love to, you know, play his entire career as a Green Bay Packer. But, um, I mean, as of right now, at least with his contract, we know he's probably not going, I was, he's definitely not going anywhere this year. He's unlikely to go anywhere next year. Um, but then after that, I think they can start to consider 
moving on from him, whether it be via trade or what have you, um, to kind of let Jordan Love, if they like his progression at that point, uh, to take over. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's funny how our life repeats itself because it's the same situation Aaron Rodgers walked into. Um, now, I, I did see this as uh, I think yeah, Bleacher Report put this out there. Um, they said the Packers should add Taylor Gabriel. I think that'd be a good addition. He is familiar with uh, Matt LaFleur offense. They, they would yeah. they spend time together in Atlanta. I think that'd be an excellent pickup, too. Now, the Taylor uh, Gabriel pickup would um, will be a nice added, I think, uh, addition for that offense. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, it, it gives you somebody who could be dangerous, you know, in the slot, who, who, who knows the offense. Um, and especially since you have a team like, like like we spoke about that didn't take any of the you know fifty wideouts <laughs> that were in the draft uh, in the deepest draft class. Um, like I said, I think that that could definitely be a good a good pick. Um, so we'll like I said, we'll have to see what what happens. I mean, as of right now, they're they're the leaders in the division. Um, mm-hmm. I you know if, if if you can have a healthy Aaron Rodgers. I don't see how that changes this year. Um, yeah, me either. Unless, unless you get a a, a Nick Foles uh, Super Bowl performance for sixteen weeks, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, with that defense. But, but I feel like outside of that, um, it's it's theirs to lose. Yo, so what's up with your boy Rashawn Gary, man? He gonna show up this year? Listen. Um, you spoke about corners being uh, a position that takes a while to get adjusted to. Um, mm-hmm. Defensive end is definitely one of those positions. Uh, there's not there's not a ton of, of of players that come in and make that immediate impact. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, you, you have you have the Boses and how they did and things of that nature, but you'll see a lot of players sometimes take multiple years to really kind of get in that rhythm, kind of figure it out at, at that next level. So, so hopefully he continues to, to, um, to progress and, 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 and takes that next step. But uh, like I yeah, said, he, I mean, he, he, his, he, his, he, yeah, he changes schemes too. Cause I yeah. played four, three at, uh, and all over the line at Michigan. Right. Then come into three, four. Yeah. That's just quite a transition. Right. Like I said, so, I mean, you have that transition on, on top of just, you know, just the natural jump from, from college to, to, to pros. So, like I said, I just think I think it'll take time, but I mean he has he has the skill set to put it all together. All right, man. So who uh out of the four teams, who won the draft? Who won the draft? Or who won the draft or who do you think uh who I think had the best offseason? Yeah, the best offseason. Um yeah. you, you know, this is a tough one because I'm not in love with like any team's offseason. <laughs> None of them. Uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm not really in love with any team's offseason. Uh, so, man, like, it's a toss up. I don't. I. I. I it, it's kind of like it, it's like who's the best or the worst. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, all right, all right. So let's break it down. Who who won the draft and who do you think wins the division? Draft. I will go with the Vikings. You? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Vikings definitely. Um, they 
Like we touched on a lot earlier. They they got a lot of great value at a lot of picks. Um, and then if we're talking uh Shirley free agency, um obviously we know it's definitely not the Vikings. <laughs> hmm. Um we we know it's like I we can't really give it to the Packers. Um they didn't do much there uh as far as really bringing a lot of people in. Um so it's a toss-up between the, the, the Detroit Patriots and, and and the Bears, but I'm gonna go with the Bears here. Huh. Even though I'm not, I said obviously a big fan of what they did with Nick Foles. Um, actually, I don't know. No, I, I take that back. I'm 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 going Detroit. You're gonna change this answer by tomorrow. I'm going Detroit. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with the Bears. Uh. Just with the experience and I don't know, I think I would like to see them take it to the next level. And I'm, of course, I, I root for Nick Foles, but I am a realist. and I know Nick Foles has yet to put together a full 16 games mm-hmm. of him being Nick Foles that everyone has really known. But from a, a holistic standpoint, I'm going to go with the Bears as far as free agency. Okay. So overall, who's your overall winner of the offseason so far? You know, uh, minus maybe a few small moves that, that could could come. You never know. But who do you have as the winner? I'm going to go. Now, when I make my, my my picks, I always see how they transition into the into the offense or the defense. So, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say the Lions. With the offseason they mm-hmm. had and uh, – with Akuda, who is the best corner in the draft, Swift, arguably the best running back in the draft, um, and even uh, Julian Aquar, who has a, a high upside. And I even like the the lineman who is like just real, just nasty and gritty as a lineman, uh, Logan Stenberg out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So I, I like them um, as far as the offseason, but I'm not rooting for Matt Patricia. <laughs> like I said, I mean, I. By by winning an offseason, the thing with, with the offseason, especially when you when you talk about draft and everything all all collectively, is that a lot of the payout doesn't come right away. It comes over time. And as you mentioned uh, before, is that you don't think Matt Pritchard is going to be there next year, but whoever does is going to inherit um, a pretty good foundation uh, for a defense. So I think that kind of speaks for itself with some of the moves that they made in this offseason. And like I said, if they're in the bottom next year, like uh, they're, they're, there's a couple uh, high quality QB prospects that can maybe come in and take over, uh, uh, especially now. Maybe, maybe I was, you know, at that cheaper pay level of a rookie, and maybe they can help, you know, spread the rest of that that salary cap elsewhere to really kind of solidify that team going forward. Yeah, and I I will say this closing out because I think. Um... I think with them acquiring DeAndre Swift, they also got a good strength and conditioning coach. Dad. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, that, that dude was huge. Absolutely, man. We, we listen, that, that that gym might be closed, but we know we know for sure DeAndre Swift is in there getting it in. Oh, every day. Every day. All right, man. That, listen, that wraps it up with the NFC North. Uh, we'll be back, like I said, with our next um, division coming soon and maybe some other uh, episodes. But appreciate you guys for listening all the way through. And until next time. Double move.